Welcome to the Chatterbox with your host, Nicole Parchani. Today's episode features one of the many students representing St. Martin abroad, Camilla Gums. Camilla is well known for her involvement in politics, both on the island and in the U.S. In this episode, we chat about her studies at Wichita State University in Kansas, why we never joined Greek life, our favorite reality TV show, St. Martin Politics, code switching, and more. Disclaimer, today's episode does discuss some sensitive topics related to sexual assault, so trigger warning. How are you? Are you in, is it Wicca? Wichita? Mm-hmm. I can't even pronounce it. Like, Wicca? Wichita? <laughs> Wichita. <laughs> Dad, I am dying. <laughs> Wichita. <laughs> are you in Wichita? <laughs> Oh my god, that has to be one of the funniest pronunciations. I mean, Kansas. I was like, wait, she went to Kansas? I'm like, who said this girl in the middle of America? It was like, we just go drop Camilla right here in the middle of corn cob country and just, you know. <laughs> Look, right? Every time when I, when I, especially when I first um came up here and they were like, Oh, I'm going Wichita, Kansas. Like nobody even tried to figure out where Wichita is. They just heard the Kansas part and then just start going off. They're like, What are you doing in Kansas? I feel you. I'm sure Kansas is lit. It's just like when I think of Kansas, I think of like Wizard of Oz. It's not that lit. It's okay. It's pretty it's pretty decent over here. I wouldn't say it's like you know, if you need to go party and you're like, oh, which state I'm popping up to party? Kansas is not. Don't come to party Unless in you're Kansas. going like, I feel you. No. Unless you're like going Kansas City, which ironically, half of it is in Kansas and half mm. of it is in Missouri. Okay. Which annoys me. But that's a different story. And then up there, you might have something. But other than that... It's just grass, honestly. <laughs> it's just grass and cornfields. Did you visit Kansas before you moved there? Or you kind of just took that leap of faith and you were like, well, we go into Kansas and we just going to see what it's like when we get there, you know? And we just going to figure it out. We, we just going we just, we just to figure it out. Yeah, it was, it was figuring out. I've never... Like, yeah, I travel to the States a lot, but I've been like East Coast. I went yeah. West Coast. I went Seattle. Even went Alaska. Never went. Sweet. But not Kansas. Not Kansas. And you're like, well, so. this is it. This is home. I feel you. When I when I moved to Michigan, I had never been to the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And now I write like a tourism page for Michigan, which is crazy. Because it's like, now I know all the, you know, like the local terms, you know. <laughs> You could be, be like, I'm, I'm a Michigander, you know, <laughs> go into the UP, the mittens, all that jazz, you know, I oh, could weak. I could point, I could be like, yeah, we buy the thumb, Detroit, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, before that, I couldn't even tell you. Looking back at it, like, I'm just kind of like, why did I even pick this place? <laughs> like, what is wrong with me? But you know what? It worked out in the end. I survived winter. Kansas doesn't have winter, right? Or is it a light winter? Oh, winters are not good. Oh, really? No, because we get... So it doesn't get as cold as, like, say, up north as in Michigan and stuff. Yeah. But because we're flat, we get a lot of wind. So the wind chill makes it worse than it's supposed to be. So walking and, like, walking on campus... is trash. Thank God last, like, last couple years was, like, over Zoom or whatever. But my first winter... My first winter... I cried because <laughs> because Aww. I learned I learned so much. I feel you. I cried too my first semester. I swear I was like, "Mom, this is not for nope. me. I don't know what I did. I'm sorry. I think I'm wasting your money. <laughs> I feel like a failure. Like, what is going on? This place is not for me. The food don't even got seasoning. Help." a girl out yeah i feel yeah, it was i feel like if you don't cry your first semester did you really move abroad <laughs> like it was so dramatic because it's like okay 
you your first semester is like your first four months in this place and then you witness three seasons in the span of these first four months when we're used to one season just the one wear the same clothes it don't matter what you wear here like i would go outside and my roommate would be like are you going outside like that and i'm like yeah what do you mean and she's like it's like negative some some and i'm like oh what does that mean like is that is that cold <laughs> i love that because like inside i can't really wear like long like clothes and things and it's like oh you have to run outside to get something and it's like do I want to put on five layers of clothes right, right now just to do something no. for two seconds? Or do I run exactly. and risk it all? And does does your university have like a ton of sororities? Because they would always shock me to see like the sorority pledges, especially for the white sororities, be out there in the snow in like these like poom poom shorts and tank top. Not even a tank top, like a bandana and frigid cold with no jacket on. And I'm like, where are y'all going? And you see them because they like a flock, you know, just like a <laughs> like a flock of little ducklings just roaming through the streets. You can tell because they all got like these Dave tags on them. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like where are y'all going like it is too cold for this okay i got homework i don't know what y'all doing it is way too cold to be out there trying to look cute just to get into one of these houses oh I don't know. no no our recruitment is in the summer so they don't be doing all of that nah no. they be recruiting fall through oof, i don't even understand and the mm -hmm. process to me don't even make sense because it's like you could do all that work and still not even get into the sorority you wanted and then you're like you wasted all that time so i'm like what's the point what is the point like especially for the white ones like you just pledge to everything and you just yeah hope. and then they choose you yeah exactly they choose you and so it's like at the end of the day if they like you then you get in and if they don't like you well then you get stuck with some shitty sorority you didn't want to be in and then you just don't even you're like screw this and you wasted a whole semester stressing out wearing poom poom shorts in the middle of the cold <laughs> catching frostbite you know like <laughs> but i don't know i've actually never seen that no because they have their rush week actually this week our our um our white sororities having their big rush weekend stuff so it's usually in the summer so they, it'd be hot so they'd be fine mm. they'd be fine. yeah have you ever considered joining like the the black sororities are you or wait you are a part of like uh something oh no but are it's you? not a, i don't know it's not a sorority so i'm a member of this organization it's pretty new on campus um, it's called Uniting Both Sisters, and it's, like, focused on, like, multiculturalism and all those things oh, okay. like that. So, the main goal, so, for the four girls that started it, they're actually four girls that actually used to be in white sororities, and they dropped when scandals and nonsense was happening. <laughs> um, always scandals, bro. So, always. Oof. So, they decided to create this and stuff like that, so now I'm the president of it now because they all four graduated. Sweet. They're like, oh, we're yeah. going to do this senior year, so now I'm stuck with it. Um, but it's all cool so the goal for it is to become a multicultural greek sorority so but by, by, by the time that finishes i'll be graduated already because this is my last year mm. but that's the main goal of it but right now no a lot of people actually thought i was gonna go greek because i did miss black and gold for alpha phi alpha fraternity here on campus mm. technically i'm still at miss black and gold because we did not have a pageant last year because of covid mm. i don't even know if we haven't won this year yet i'm like come on guys it's been two years we need to we need to chop chop we need to get somebody else but um so after that a lot of people thought like i was going to be a part of one of the black greek organizations on campus and i'm like no guys but my friends still make fun of me because they really? really yeah they're like oh you're gonna join this one you're gonna join that one and i'm like lol do you see what time is it? <laughs> I mean, I considered it. I definitely considered it, you know, like my first semesters when I was lonely and I didn't know nobody. <laughs> and I was like, oh, those look cool. I was like, stepping looks cool. I'm like, it that looks fun. You know, I like the lettering. Uh, the, some of the colors. I'm like, can we change the color, though? <laughs> no! Oh. I just couldn't do it. Like. I just, I realized it was just too much effort. And then, like, I just didn't like, like, in the whole recruiting process, you're pretty much like their slave, you know, for some 
unspecified amount of time to prove your loyalty and I'm like if I want to do it I feel like I would be hardworking and committed I don't know why I need to be your slave to kind of prove my loyalty but I guess like I understand people that do it out of like family lineages and like their family's been a part of it forever so they also want to be a part of it to kind of carry that on but I didn't have any of those ties and I was way too busy as an engineer to care enough to be a part of any organized cult. So I was just like, nah, I'm good. I'm Gucci. And yeah, like you said, the scandals, like literally my senior year, the scandals for sororities and fraternities were, well, more fraternities, which is terrible. Absolutely, absolutely terrible. So literally on, uh, I don't know if it was Black Michigan Twitter or something like that, but like the the Black fraternities here at like my university uh-huh. were all caught up in um, sexual assault scandals. Like literally there were girls who anonymously or not anonymously shared the like experiences that they had had at like Black fraternities or with members of certain Black fraternities. Uh-huh. And it was like, reading those stories was shocking like to hear what people had gone through from people that i knew like these were people that like i had been to class Mm -hmm. with these were people that i had actually been in organizations Mm -hmm. with these were people that were like revered people that were looked up to people that were admired you know what i mean and like i was shook i was like legit like what the hell like these are people that have been nice to me and they are here raping innocent girls ruining their lives sexually assaulting them and guess what nothing happened to them literally like the i'm pretty sure the response from the fraternities like the national fraternities was like oh yeah this happens every you know few years you know girls just feel some type of way and it's okay don't worry about it it's not going to ruin your career or anything just let it go just let it be and eventually go away like that was their attitude towards it and to make it worse did the university do anything no oh no and the the thing that's even worse than that is the university itself the person who's in charge of managing sexual assault cases was charged with sexual assault cases and the funny thing is literally i remember when i started at my university they like make you go through sexual assault training they're like don't rape girls and guess what they do go ahead and rape innocent (laughs) girls and i'm like what the hell like it breaks my heart but that's all another reason why i didn't join that stuff because i was like this is just cult life and i ain't about it you're not finna brainwash me i'm my own independent person you're not finna beat my ass and give me concussions Mm -hmm. and then expect me to call you my brother or sister i'm sorry but it's not for me bro it's i could not do that to myself i'm sorry it's it's an interesting i don't know um i think one of the benefits i have on well for me in regards to our greek life is because our campus is kind of smallish like our school is about sixteen thousand people so these organizations aren't that dramatically big so it's like everybody know everybody and everybody like you see Mm. everybody almost every day per se so if some nonsense pop off like it, people people will know. know and people will like hold you accountable and people will drag you and it would be bad. And I mean, yeah, when people found out, like they were very much disappointed in the members that were like occupying leadership positions like in Nesby, which is a uh, National Society of Black mm-hmm. Engineers that were like being accused of having committed sexual assault against individuals. Obviously, it, it was more of like. There wasn't, there's not like solid evidence because it is someone's like story. Mm -hmm. You know, they're saying like, this is what happened to me. But it's, I just, I don't think enough happened, you know, to make women feel safe or protected. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not gonna lie, when I went to a black fraternity, someone grabbed my ass without my permission. And I couldn't tell you who it was. And I was too scared to be like, can you not grab my ass, bro? Like, what the Mm -hmm. hell? But you're young and naive and dumb and you just, you're scared. You know, you don't know what to do. And so I can only imagine, bro. It's just tragedy, trash, just trash. It's crazy over here. Right. Yeah. But it's it is crazy. It's America, bro. I just I cannot I cannot comprehend. But St. Martin politics. Now for a message from our sponsors. 
It's so hard for me to get into Samaritan politics because it's like, how do I talk about this without getting emotionally <laughs> riled up? You, you know, don't. because this is something I'm passionate about. But it's like, anytime I start talking about Samaritan politics, you just you hear me get madder and madder, <laughs> like as I continue to talk. Because I'm just like, I just cannot. Like this is an argument we have been having since we were children. Like you're telling me since I've come out the womb, this government been trash. And to this day, 20 years later, you still trash. Oops. Crickets. Exactly. You know, like it's just, uh, but I know you've done a lot more in politics than me. Like as much as I rant about Seymour, I've read our constitution, which is, it's just so little, you know, it's, it's a little document. I was like, that's it. Yeah, it's not that long, actually. I was like, this is it? Yeah. This is everything? I'm like, this is what's up. How's that be protecting me? This little piece <laughs> of paper. Like, this ain't even nothing. I'm like, there's nothing in here. For real. I'm like, literally, the only thing in there is like, oh, you're guaranteed an edumacation, kind of. Basically, and what it's like. We kind of have a government. That's like all I read in there. I was like, there ain't nothing in here to protect nobody from nothing. I'm like, mm -hmm. confused. But I know... You're far more educated in, like, at least, like, how our ordinances are, our policies. Like, you were in youth parliament, you know, running <laughs> things. And so I feel like you have more, at least, of, like, um, like, I would say you have more, you know, credibility in talking about Samara Paul. Plus, you interview all these politicians on your amazing podcast, We Talking. If you're not listening to We Talking, I don't know what you do with your life. <laughs> Educate yourself. You know what I mean? Support your local podcasters. Um, but yeah, like, I guess, when did you first get interested in St. Martin politics? Like, when were you like, okay, let me start paying attention to these adults who think they run things? <laughs> you know, that's a good question, you know, because in retrospect, I think I've always kind of been around politics, per se, because my grandfather, so my mother, father, he always been someone that's around politics. He does commentary. And, you know, politics is always a conversation within the house. Mm. And then my mom because she does so much youth work like i could tell you in my childhood i used to live in the youth department mm. because anytime she used to go to a meeting me being the bottom fly i am i used to be <laughs> like right, right behind there. her in these meetings and stuff like that so then i end up knowing like a good couple of people that work you know youth department i don't know if they still work there today i don't know there's confusion in that ministry but confusion i knew indeed. like a good bit of people that were working there so i think when after 10 10 10 and my mommy decided that because they used to do the youth council to like follow the island council and stuff so after 10 10 10 and my mommy and miss brenda decided that you know we're gonna do youth parliament so the youth can understand how parliament works blah 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 i was like okay i'll probably join it i honestly when I joined, I was too young, actually. Like, I forced myself in. Like, You're like, let me in. I've been here this whole time. Because it was for it was for high schoolers. You have to be, like, 13 or, like, 14 and older to mm. join. And I was, like, and this happened when I was in, like, sixth grade-ish. So I was, like, 11, 12. And I was, like, I want to do this. And my mom was, like, you could watch, but you can't be a part yet. And I'm, like. You're like, why are you trying to live in my dreams? I want to be like, greatness. I can do this. Okay. Basically. <laughs> basically. So I was like, I bet. So then I got into it and then and then for like the first I would say for the first solid years before Irma actually. I think Irma stopped Irma stopped that. But we used to have our meetings in Parliament buildings. So we used to see them a lot and it was just like learning. Like, I read the Constitution, I would say, at least 10 times by now. 
I haven't read it in a while, so I need to catch up and remember what things said. I mean, nothing changed. You know nothing changed. It's the same little document it was that you read it the first time. You know, like, it ain't changed. You know they're not making no amendments, okay? (laughs) That is also true. Nothing has changed in the last mm, 11 years. But, yeah, so I think that's really how I got into it. And then just being interested in all of it to the point that I basically, I'm a political science major now, so it's just like, yeah, it's naturally like I should just follow this because then maybe if I go home, I should probably know what has happened in the last 11 years. I can make sense about it. I feel you. Do you have any like concerns seeing like our laws and everything are in Dutch and like, like, I'm curious, like how does that influence being a part of like youth parliament if like all all of our legal processes are in you know the colonial <laughs> mother tongue <laughs> that like pretty much nobody speaks let's be uh, real nobody no nobody the crazy thing about dutch is like so luckily now they translated like a lot of documents kind of got translated per se well you still go back to the dutch things because translating from english to dutch so much things that get lost in those translations yeah and the Dutch version holds precedent, yeah. like is like will be what the judge interprets. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, you go through that and stuff like that. And honestly, as much as I dislike the language, because I find the language to be irritating, just a lot. Of basically, a lot of. I still made it a. I made it a goal for me to be at least semi fluent in Dutch again because. The amount of Dutch they made me learn between primary and high school, I still couldn't speak any of it by the time I was done. <laughs> I mean, I swear, any foreign language program is a failure because I studied French for five years and I can still just say, like, je voudrais un verre de l'eau. You know, like, j'ai besoin un croissant. You know? <laughs> You know, the crazy thing is, because, you know, up here we have, like, language requirements and stuff or whatever, right? Yeah. So, when I started to do my language requirements, I was like, oh, I'm going to take French so I could be able to speak with the people on the French side. So, you know, I could be all, like, fully, like, ready to go. I passed French one. Cool. I got, like, a B or something. Like, a high B. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, French, French, French one ain't one. bad. It's, you French know. two. I took French two twice. It's rougher. It's the verb conjugations that gonna get you, bro. It's like them no. subject, sub, subject, subject, subjective. I don't even know how to say it. Subjective verb, well, something subject- like that. <laughs> no, I took it twice, and I took it online because it was like you know, quote unquote, like because we all moved online and stuff. Yeah, and then our tests were proctored and trash. I dropped the second time because I was like, I couldn't deal with this. <laughs> You were like, I, I had messaged no my professor. I'm I was like, just... hey, you know, I did this proctor exam. It's hiking giving me anxiety because I feel like someone is staring at me. She goes, oh, you know what you were signing up for. You got to pay $10 to redo the exam. I said, 10 who? And I dropped the class. Why you got to repay? Oh, because of the proctoring service? Yeah, because you have to do that like the testing center. And they're like, you have to pay $10 to redo it. I was like, okay, you violin. So then I ended up taking Dutch because I still need this language requirement to pass. <laughs> so I ended up taking Let Dutch. Let me go back to my other colonial right? I ended up taking Dutch tongue. at this, like, at um, Indiana University over the summer. It was like a workshop. It was eight weeks of class every day, so Monday to Friday, four hours a day. That's a lot of Dutch. It was a lot. And then you had at least... I would say at least five hours of homework due twice a week. That's ridiculous. I was just like, Mm-mm. and every day I'm like, Mm-mm. why my colonizer had to be a Dutchman? <laughs> like we couldn't have any other colonizers but the Dutch. Like the British, you just gave up that easily, like, huh? You couldn't have fought a little like bit a li- harder. Oh, you could have fought a little bit harder, British. Like we would have been fine. Like it would be cool, but it was like no Dutch, and I'm just like. I have all these random Dutch words in my head. I swear, all I know is meisje, patat, and moor. <laughs> Goedemorgen. I could count to ten. Not ten. You know, één, twee, 
3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. That's it. That's all you're going to get out of me. Like, And then they'll be like, but you have a Dutch passport. And I'm like, so? According to Melee, the British slave owners are the reason we speak English. So fuck you. I'm just like, I don't want to hear shit you got to say. Okay. I know my history. Okay. If you want to know why I don't speak Dutch, why don't you ask your little Dutch colonizer why you sell the land to British slave owners? It's true. Like the language of the people was English, and then we had so much people coming over from other English countries. So like... Exactly. It's like why, why? Who speak Dutch other than the Dutch? Nobody. Exactly my point. Yeah. So why learn a language? That really not gonna get you nowhere, other than if you trying to, you know, move to the Netherlands, <laughs> which is, you know, it's cool, but global warming coming, and I don't know how long them dams gonna keep them, keep them straight. Not too long. The, I think one broke the other struggle. day. Did it? Yeah. I will be surprised. Like they're literally already underwater. Like this is already a recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm. Like. It's like you already below water and the water is only going up. A mm. mm, mm, mm. shame. And I mean, they're not going to be able to conquer any more lands. So I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> it was so crazy. And, you know, talk back to that Dutch class. Ironically, I think the one good thing about it on Fridays, we used to do presentations of like whatever we like. And we have to do it in Dutch, obviously. And then one of my classmates, he's a PhD student in 18th century history with wow. specifics on like printing and book. And like the Dutch was like one of the pioneers in printing and stuff. So a lot of his history mm. was like, yeah, the Dutch was in charge of printing, but guess how they got this money from? <laughs> and then he proceeds to go in details about colonialism and stuff like that. And I was just like, stealing other people money and then being like it's mine like to be like yeah it's mine i took it from your house but it's mine now like i was just like the audacity <laughs> oh my gosh like the dutch were brutal like especially like in indonesia they like massacred them locals like killed them for their spices and then they like to act like who us we did that racist could never what could never that's why i said the dutch have one of the best rebrand ever because i'm just like because everybody like yeah the dutch are so great people and i'm like huh but you know it's it's whatever it's whatever okay so you know like how on the island they blame the colonizer for everything, right? Like, they're like, is the Dutch's fault why we broke? Is the Dutch's fault why we ain't got no money? Is the Dutch's fault why our government trash? I don't, you know, I love my Dutch passport, don't get me wrong. And, like, I definitely see where they coming from. But, like, I also am, like, you know, we live in a world where the internet exists at some point, when do you take responsibility for your own actions? Because I'm like, okay, yes, because the Dutch have done a better job in quote-unquote educating our leaders on how to run a country. Sure. But my thing is, haven't we been running this country for a long-ass time? Like, why you need the Dutch to tell you how to run things? Like, you don't have a brain? You can't use it. You ain't educated. I thought you were doctress, blah, blah, blah. Like, I thought you had whole degrees. Like, you're telling me with the education that you have, there's, you can't, you can't figure out how to use Google and, you know, educate yourself and learn and go to conferences that taxpayers supposedly paying for anyways to educate yourself. I don't know. What do you think is like, what the what some of the causes of our our lack of progress a lot of it has to do with stag stagnate oh my gosh i can't say the word stagnation stagnation, stagnation. Mm. sometimes i can't speak but it's okay it's okay i feel you <laughs> me too a lot of it has to do with stagnation because like of course yeah a lot of issues of course being from the dutch that's just naturally but after a certain while you just got to be like if you're not 
picking up and try to trying to do something and people see you trying to make a difference then you look stupid at the same time at the end of the day but <laughs> no for true like <laughs> they do be looking dumb as hell and like they're like oh i love my people but then you don't even pay taxes so how you love me so if you're not even paying your taxes broski like explain to me how you owe property tax but you love your people so i can't understand i cannot it'd be like that it really be like that but you know we move but no yeah because like when we were <laughs> developing for tourism we were like focusing so much on that no we need to do this for tourism the fact that we match up half of our natural resources doing that destroy like, we didn't plan we like ne- like neglected our education system like we were so focused on tourism and that's why and what tourism do it for us now you know no shade no shade all tea that's why when people be like coming to me and be like yeah cloud what you gotta be like mm, i don't really like him but me so rest in peace um, you're like he's not all that great not all that great uh, maybe like why not i'd be like like he brought us money i'm like yes but then he's also the reason why we never we're here in the first place as well like yes giving props for being like double-edged sword like giving us props for him realizing that oh we could be a good tourism product but then it's kind of like you sold us yeah that's it you know like, what i mean we're it full stop. yeah i feel you i feel you i i definitely i think it's interesting because because we aren't taught our history it's easy for people to kind of just neglect things and like let things kind of slide and it's easy to like change how things come off because we don't have a history book to be like no this is actually what happened so people can twist the story of what people quote unquote did in the past because well who's gonna argue that we have no documentation of anything to say yes he's right and she's wrong and i agree like as much as I will say I benefited from St. Martin's quote unquote tourism boom because we were born during like, you know, that that time we didn't really grow up in the time like when Marcel Gums was talking about, you know, Mm -hmm. when people had agriculture and like people had goats and like pigs on their land. Like my mom used to talk about that, like having her grandmother like kill a fresh chicken and that gonna be what they eat. You know what I mean? Or like it was just more of a self-sustaining upbringing I, I never had to do any of that and I, i'm not sure if you mm-hmm. did you know but i feel like we grew up more in the ve- a developed time but even then we recognized that this was unsustainable like i remember when i was the junior minister of tourism and i went and i was talking to the minister of tourism and i was like yeah we have a a banana yep. economy an economy we have a one pillar economy and he was so mad at me he was like how dare you say that Mm -hmm. how dare you say we have a one pillar economy we don't have a one pillar economy (laughs) tourism has many branches we have the port we have the airport and i'm like yeah but that's still oh no tourism so many branches of one tree exactly one tree in the forest we need more trees i'm like this is still all tied to the same industry um that's what i meant by like i'm like you can have an umbrella but it's still got one stick at the end you chop that and it's over and look at what we're dealing with right now like clearly irma covid have gone to show us mm-hmm. like tourism is great yes it's cute when your island's cute and you're trying to flirt with you know americans to come on down and live their best life doing all sorts of things they can't do in their own country in our country because oh we're a tourism island let's just let them do what they want eventually like if you do that and you neglect the people that live there shit's gonna hit the fan and i'm like shit has Mm -hmm. been hitting the fan and the fan is like kind of rotating but i feel like this shit is about to drip down and people are like (laughs) look at that pretty fan it's such a pretty fan and then they're like oh the dutch are fixing the reason why there's shit on the fan is the dutch's fault i'm like no 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 that's not that's not how the shit got there you all have a hand to play in this but you just want to act like you ain't do nothing and it's like at what point are they gonna realize like if you continue the island will be broke and will descend into 
significant poverty like and that is my major concern like even like right now i review some mm -hmm. of like our scholarship applications and reading the stories that people are struggling like parents have been out of work for a year because of covid i'm like like these are stories that are being suppressed people are making it seem mm -hmm. like everything's okay and it's like it's not okay people are struggling like people are literally struggling bro and it just makes me so mad that our yep. politicians can't even take a pay cut because they're like oh i need my money i bet you do but imagine the people that literally don't even have money you at least make six <laughs> figures to do nothing nothing Oh my god and you can't take like a smidgen of a pay cut because and to help feed the people that are literally starving literally like they don't they were already living paycheck to paycheck working multiple jobs just to put food on the table and now they can't even do that because their employers can't even pay them their full salary there are tourists coming to the island and now we on lockdown again because they can't get it together like i'm just irritated those dumb cases going up. and i'm just like oh my gosh and look i just i've seen because i get the numbers every day my mom sends me the numbers every day the cases keep going up <laughs> the vaccination numbers has been in the same spot for the last three weeks you know why though people are ignorant they're not going to get vaccinated you know these people are not going to get vaccinated they already think microchips are in the vaccines they already think the government trying to somehow control them in some shape where form and i'm like the only way they're trying to control you is so that you can go live your life again the life you want to be outside so badly all you have to do is take the shot the shot is Honestly. developed by scientists and i feel you i'm hella sus of pharmaceutical industries but I'm pretty sure they want you alive, not dead, so they can make money off of you. So, like, That's why the would thing. they want to kill you? That's the thing. Pharmaceutical pharmacies, I mean, pharmaceutical places are not trying to kill you. They're trying to make sure you live so they could pump more medication into, into you. you. Right, exactly. Like, and then they're like, oh, the microchip. I'm like, you have a phone, okay? If you have a phone, you already being tracked. Clearly, your priorities are not straight, sis. If you are concerned about being tracking, but you have an iPhone, explain it to me. Like, trust me, Apple knows every step that you've taken since you've gotten that iPhone. Like, Apple know. Google, no, they all know. They Facebook, all know. no, like they all know. So why are you concerned? Like our government already don't have no laws to protect your data. So you already screwed from the get go. <laughs> Precisely. And like, also, you know, it's a crazy thing about all of this to me. Like at first when the vaccine came out in my head, I was like, okay, it's going to be a problem. I feel you. But like older adults like the old old people and then like the ones that like my parents them age cool but then seeing so many people my age like people i went to school with like and i was just like no man so doted, bro i was like wait i wait i said we all went big big quote unquote smart school and right this is what and y'all still acting dumb as rocks bro I, I mean, I get it. Like, if I wasn't coming back to the island, I probably wouldn't have gotten vaccinated just because I'm like, I'm, I am I looked at it from like, okay, if I were to catch the disease in my age bracket, I have a higher likelihood of survival. You know what I mean? My parents already had been got it. They're like, we ain't trying to die. And I'm like, I feel you. You shouldn't mm -hmm. want to die. I want you around. So please go get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. I'm now, so many people have gotten vaccinated. I've gotten vaccinated. I'm clearly still alive. I'm not a zombie. My arm does not feel like it has a microchip in it. Um, and I feel perfectly fine. Like literally the only symptoms I had was like my arm hurt. And maybe like the day after I was like low energy and I felt mm -hmm. like maybe a headache or something. But other than that, we chilling. It was not even a cold, a flu, nothing. I was good. Like I got after my first shot, I was fine. And then like I slept. So yeah, my brother was like, mm, I'm concerned because you don't sleep. So how did you sleep after this? I was like, shut up. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. And then after my second one, people tell me I'm crazy for doing this. After my second shot, I got my second shot, hop in my friend's car, and then we went paintballing. Legitimately, like, what? I mean, it's not like you got the disease. It's just 20 minutes. to help. Yeah. Yeah, we went paintballing. 
Brap, and brap. everyone was like, arms is off limit. And I'm like, okay, cool. Which is fine, because a lot of us had got it like in that week. Yeah. And I came home. I woke up the next day. I was like, fine. I was yeah. like, my legs hurt a little bit. But I was like, I was running around. Paintball, yeah, so that exactly. But people were like, you went paintballing after your second dose? I was like, yeah, I didn't yeah. get nothing. It's not the like, disease. Like, people think you they're giving you the virus. They're not giving you COVID. Understand science. Like, it is not. They're not giving you the vaccine, their actual virus. Like, that is a one way of developing a vaccine. The way that they developed it was, like, they pretty much created, like, a mechanism to trigger mm-hmm. antibody production in your body that would yep. generate antibodies that will, quote unquote, if you were to contract COVID, would give you, you know, you would have an army already set up to be like, what's up, fam? What you doing here? COVID, you not welcome <laughs> to this party. Get out, you know, like that's mm-hmm. what it's for. But people dumb, so, you know, I can't, I cannot. If it's like that, honestly, but no, I guess. PSA, if you haven't gotten yet, it as just, yet, you know, get it. it. It's like, and it's not even a crazy thing. thing. Is, we can't even use the excuse easy. like we can't even use the excuse as much other developing countries like oh, it's not available. Like it's available so much. It's available. Just take it. It's available, and it's like oh, like I get it. I I do understand the sentiment of like not wanting to, especially for people that are more of like natural. They rather, but I'm also like science is not trying to take away from your natural mm-hmm. immunity. If anything, science is trying to make you stronger than what your body mm-hmm. naturally would be able to do on its own. Like that's yeah. the that's why we have science. That's why science is a mm-hmm. thing. That's why science makes billions, if not trillions, of dollars every year. You know, in different economies all over the world. It's it's trying to make life better for everybody the reason Mm -hmm. why we don't have polio up in the streets ravaging people is because the world was vaccinated imagine you had mofos i was like i want to catch polio i don't want to get the vaccine well you know what happens when you catch polio you become disabled Mm -hmm. i bet you is a serious one i definitely understand the benefits of vaccines and the you know mm-hmm. the role that they play and it's just like i'm just i'm trying to go to the island have fun and these people are misbehaving so now we on lockdown now i can't even go to lotus you know i'm sick bro <laughs> i'm just i'm mad i'm like y'all couldn't just look, keep it together so i could have had like a good vacation huh y'all couldn't just wait to be outside when i was outside look I agree. You know, I'm here saying nodding with your head, agreeing with you, everything. But I was home over Christmas, and you know what I did? I did what? not go anywhere. I mean, I was like, but home, in Christmas home. there wasn't nothing to do. Like everything That's was locked down, too. right? Like, That's true. I just want to go on the beach. I miss the food. You know, I miss St. Martin food Same. more than anything in this world. Having been in America for so long, you start to forget your peoples and like like it feels good when i talk to other same writers because then i don't feel as crazy or as weird because like i'm around my boyfriend too much and so like i feel like he just be like people don't say that why do you act like that like this weird bro and i'm like and then i talk to someone from back home and they're like yeah and i'm like you see i know i'm not tripping bro it's just i'm in this automatic country and they just making me feel like i'm weird I felt that. So, like, in my office, it's the government office. So, my advisor, he's Puerto Rican. So, we be just on some vibes sometimes. Like, one day, we went on a rant from... We started talking about, like, banana chips. Because, like, they were eating... Somebody Fire. somebody was eating dried fruit. Mm. And we went talking from banana chips to plantain chips to the different types of plantain. Like, we went on a whole, like, story... Just to just to confirm that this person in our office should try planting chips. Like it was a twenty minute conversation about, about us talking about food, so just talking good. about planting, and I was just like, hmm, maybe this is why people don't like when me and you sit them together because we're like the two West Indians in the office. See, at Everybody least you else. have another West Indian. I'm just a round American. <laughs> They don't know it's what I'm talking about. The only difference is that sometimes I say things because, like, you know, English dialects and obviously Spanish dialects is different. So he'd be trying to tell me things in Spanish and I'd be like, bro. Bro, um, this is not a Spanish-speaking country. I speak, okay? I speak English. I, like, I understand one word. Like, yes, I, 
I live next to a Dominican <laughs> for a couple of years, but I don't understand what you're trying to tell yeah, me. Yeah, right I feel now. you. And he like, okay, true. And then I be speaking, and like Just we having English. discussions or whatever, and I be like, and yeah, and bragadam, and they all watch me. And they were like, like what, what are you saying? What do you mean sis? bragadam? I like bragadam, and they're like, huh? What? I went on the whiteboard and was like, bragadam. It's spelled like And they're like, like they're still not making sense to me, and I was like. Mm. I feel you. Like when I was like explaining St. Martin English to my boyfriend, he was like, Why? He's like, Why not just talk standard English? Like, that just sounds like uneducated. I'm like, Yeah, to you, because you're not used to there being another, you know, way of having slang and stuff. I'm like, This is how people speak where I'm from. And he's like, Yeah, but it's not an official language. And I'm like, That's because my government is trash and <laughs> they don't know how to protect my culture. But there is such a thing as St. Martin English and they have yep. all sorts of words and they say things differently. And you might be like, that just sounds illiterate. But that's because your colonized brain makes you look at English from a <laughs> colonized perspective. And I refuse to be, you know, like have to have that same metric of like what makes someone sound intelligent versus not. Mm-hmm. It's like if you speak standard English versus St. Martin English. And I'm like, me speaking St. Martin English doesn't make me dumb. It's just how I no. choose to express myself. And yeah. just because you don't understand it, I say you problem. That's not a me problem. And it's like I I get there's a time and a place, but I love St. Martin English. And like I'm like I like heard when Say Less was like they had like one of them. It was like shoo shoo, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I haven't heard that word in like forever. Because yeah, up here, one day I was like, yo, anybody got shoo shoo, and they all just watch me, and I'm like a scrunchie. I hear Thai, please. Yeah, or like I used to say like, oh, like turn up the airco, and people would be like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, airco, <laughs> the airco. What do you mean? This is America. Of course you have aircos, and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, air AC, air conditioning, airco, a- or pu- I don't no. know, man. Just- what other word do I say? Like I haven't said a lot. Oh my gosh, I just had it in my head. Mako is a good one. I love that one. He's too yeah, Mako, like, bro. Too and he'd be like, what? No, like someday, sometimes they're all like watching outside my door. They're like, why are you watching all the stuff? Like, I'm Mako bad. They were like, you what? I'd be like, I nosy. They're like, ah. ah. Also, you know how we just say you're too fast when you're yeah. trying to mind somebody's business? Yeah. So I tell, I say somebody, I'm like, yeah, because I fast. And then like, you trying to say like you get around and i was like no 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 i'm trying to say like they're like i like to be in people's business <laughs> i was like we have a miscommunication Not that kind of business a we different a kind of business yeah that's hilarious i was like no oh my gosh my first year i was very like very very specific on how i spoke but right now i'm just like whatever whichever Words come, come out, out, come out, and however I say it, come out, you will, you will get this. <laughs> so like sometimes I try to speak, you know, a little bit, you know, if I'm doing big public speaking, whatever, whatever I try to, I feel you, you know, make it a little thing. So like last week we were doing, um, I like to call it university propaganda. Anytime I have to do anything for school, <laughs> but we were doing, um, uh, <laughs> I'm vaccinated because, um promo or whatever okay and we have to do a video about it and i'm talking to my colleagues and i'm like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try to lessen my accent a little bit so it doesn't sound so people don't be like what's she trying to say yeah exactly everywhere so as soon as the man hit record and i start to speak and i catch myself it was so strong and i was like (laughs) so like okay we're gonna try again he's like we're doing it again and i'm like okay and it come out heavier than the first time. I'm like, well, they're going to just have to stick with that. It's like, this is how I talk. Um, mm. If you want diversity, you should embrace the inclusivity of how <laughs> my people speak. Okay? I yeah. agree. But it's weird. Like, as much as, like, I I hate it because I used to have more of a, a stronger accent when I went to public school. And then my mom was like, 
honey, I don't know if I like you speaking like these. And so she put me in private school around <laughs> all these American teachers. And, you know, they didn't like, you know, like I went in public school, people were like, teacher, teacher this, teacher that, teacher, uh-huh. she taking my pencil. You know, like I in in private school, they're like, "Oh no, 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 sweetie, we don't, we do not talk like this." Okay, we say Miss Kate, Miss Sarah, you know, Miss this, Miss that. We do not say teacher. Okay, it's not. Oh do not refer gosh. to me that way. And so over time, like just being around all these American teachers, like I slowly just lost my accent, and then like doing mm-hmm. debate and like public speaking and stuff, like it helps you to to be able to have whatever ideas you communicate be easily understood by a variety of folks and then moving to the states i knew nobody was going to understand how i spoke if i spoke like a local so then i was Mm -hmm. like well to make my life easier i'm just not going to talk like that but now i feel Mm -hmm. like i'm losing myself i feel like i the longer i stay in america i'm like they're turning me into one of them and i don't (laughs) want to lose my caribbean identity like i ready oh my gosh no it'd be like that though i understand i understand that a lot not a lot you know and it always you know when you say that now it always amazes me though because a lot of times are people that went to your high school and I realized they come with American accents. It makes sense, though. It makes a lot of sense. Because I just used to be like... Why do they sound like that? They They're just from don't here. Add to me. Yeah, I'm like, where do you live? It's the teachers. It's Because like, they don't like it when you speak broken English. Like, I swear, like they would correct you. And so like you just lose it over time unless you yeah. live in a household where like you speak same or in English in the household. Mm-hmm. Like I have friends that... Like in school, they talk how you have to, and then the minute they go home, it's back to you know that regular St. Martin slang, twang, all the good stuff. And I appreciate you know folks like that that really have like keep that rawness to them because I wish I still had it. I wish I could show that as well because I feel like when people hear me and I'm like, yeah, I'm from St. Martin, they're like, you're from the Caribbean. I thought you were American, and I'm like, why would you say that to me? Why would you disrespect <laughs> me like that? Why would you hurt my feelings so? You know I'm not from this country. I don't want to be from this country. I know where I'm from. I know I don't sound like it. And I know people don't even think I look like it. But I swear, like, if I'm getting deported, they're shipping me right back to that little <laughs> island. I swear, like. I tell people that all the time. Like, yo, if I get deported, no. Like. <laughs> I like making like those jokes though because I'm like well at least I'm getting deported to paradise so you know it could be worse but I'm like the internet trash everything trash so yeah I'm like "Mm, should I and I tell people all the time they're like somebody like oh your passport gonna get taken away I'm like no if they take away my Dutch passport where I go in exactly (laughs) where else am I going take me no one going take me I have no other documentation anywhere else exactly like i had to renew my passport in the states and i was so nervous that they were gonna be you know especially because how say martin be all like decolonization screw the colonial master we must clip he must pay us our reparations give us our money then um and i just be like watch this embassy be like um your peoples don't want to be a part of the kingdom anymore so we're like not going to give you your passport and i'm like but they don't speak for me i don't know what they talking about back home they don't speak for me i didn't say screw the colonial I still eat oh my, my throat waffles and my puffages. <laughs> please, please. I know I'm not a fan of drop, but please just give your girl her piece of paper. Like, I, I need it. Give it to I me. Agree. No, yeah, I renewed my passport up here. Ironically, my passport expired when everything shut down. Same, exactly painful. same. I was scared. I like, I drove. COVID, no. I drove what? 18 hours to maryland damn i flew to san francisco to do it because yeah i don't have an american driver's license so my friends drove me over there so i couldn't go on a plane or anything my passport was expired oh you're right you're right i had to <laughs> drove the one i was like okay chicago is closer they were close i was like damn Man. i know 
and it's like not all the embassy offices do passports too so like yeah. there's an embassy here in washington but they didn't do passports they, and they no. they were nice the embassy was nice luckily i don't think they heard of our country's call for decolonization <laughs> i was like thank you god and i was like i am really not trying to fight this fight right now and especially because this was literally when they were like signing petitions and like like the dutch were like well if that's how you feel we're not gonna give you money then and then they were like oh i'm sorry sugar daddy i didn't mean to offend you in this way <laughs> i didn't know what i was talking about give me give me the money because you know we broke bro like the i i can't understand how we so broke it just it'd be it'd be it'd be it'd be difficult to understand how how are we like almost a billion dollars in debt i just i i cannot i cannot i cannot i'm like and for what what do we have for being a billion dollars in debt at least america is the big you know a rich making country with all these companies and thing even though they significantly in debt what do we have nothing like a dump island and that's all i you can have really be they go ruin that too with time mm. okay yeah it's, it's i think Someone was trying to get it. I don't know. It was so much happening over there. Um, but do you agree with decolonization? You see, yes and no because we're doing it wrong. I feel exactly. We're not, we're not I think we're it doing right. it wrong. We're doing it a hundred percent wrong. Oh, I feel like also for the wrong reasons too. Like, yeah, it's very selfish. Like, come on, come it's on. selfish. It you see, selfish. we're leading it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You know, it's just not <laughs> in the best interests of people. It's for a family basically that. and the fact that i feel like they this one family somehow convinced the rest of these people to somehow back this dumbass idea i'm just like y'all real good at manipulating folk like i'm just i cannot because i agree like i definitely understand where they're coming from like should we be under a colonial master in 2021 probably not you know like but at the same time, I'm like, would I want St. Martin to be its own independent country with the leaders that we have now no. running Mm-mm. unchecked Mm-mm. when they're already laundering millions of dollars, when they're already Mm-mm. doing all sorts of corruption? No. Mm-mm. Like, that just seems like a recipe for disaster. Mm-mm. Like, they're not even paying their taxes today when they have somebody looking over them. What do you think they're going to do when they are completely unmonitored and have all your taxpayer money? No wonder people don't pay taxes. It's because the government just siphoned the money off. So it's like, why pay taxes when you know it's going to get stole? It's true. It's true. But anyways, Harsha, I love talking to you. But I also got to jump off. No problem. How Wait, how can how can people like learn more about you and like follow you and like learn about all the amazing things that you do whether it be with all the stuff you do on campus or with your podcast all the all that cool stuff um you can follow me on twitter and instagram at agape bro which is a-g-a-p-e-b-r-u-h and then of course the blog island guilting on both instagram twitter and facebook she got the at, recipes um, so if you want to whip it up <laughs> give you some you i haven't know, done one in caribbean so long. nostalgia it's been a while. I need to get my. You should, I love them. I like admire them because I'm like I don't know how to cook. You know all them local <laughs> recipes as much as I be loving it. So I'm like, can somebody teach me? Because I'm just I'm sick. Of I have a confession. No, I have no idea how to make Johnny cake. But that's my one. Well, confession. I my mom sent me this one video and like they sometimes turn out good and they sometimes don't turn out good. But I'll send it to you. And it when <laughs> I am craving, you know, at least something to remind me of home. That with some gouda cheese be hitting the spot. I I swear I'd be like, thank you, Jesus. Amen for that. You know, thank you. (laughs) No problem. No, that's that's good. Thank you for that. But no, yeah, you can follow me there. I apologize if you follow my personal Twitter. Um, I am pure chaos. I apologize. No, apologize. Embrace the um... chaos. (laughs) But no, yeah, that's where you could find me and all the stuff I do. Sweet. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come on this episode and talk about Saint-Martin with me for a bit. Because I, I love our island. I love our people. I love everything we're about. I just want the best for us. You know, I want mm-hmm. us to be thriving. I want us to be living our best life, being the amazing country that I know we can be. Because we have incredibly talented people like you, like myself, like Bianca, like Gilda, mm-hmm. like Haley. Like there's so many people, Sakir, Iris, you know, 
Riddy, Star, all of these people that do so many amazing things for our country. And I'm like, I know, I know we have the potential. We have it. We have it. It's just yep. our leaders just need to retire and just retire. Just retire. <laughs> just go home. Retire. Okay. Don't just, come back. Just go yeah, home. Don't, don't come, come back. back. Like there was a reason why the Dutch government told y'all you can't run the country no more. You maybe you should stop trying to sneak your way back into parliament or whatever the hell y'all are trying to do. You're not slick. I see you. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully hopefully with time, you know, it it'll it'll get better. I have faith. Mm-hmm. PFP gives me hope. Honestly, like I appreciate all the hard work they be going through because I know it's a struggle. I could not imagine being in the parliament meetings and having to keep a straight face because I could not, bro. If you saw me in the meetings, I would just be there the whole time like, (laughs) give me strength, bro. Just give me strength to not pop off in this meeting and say some words to some of these folk because Mm. I just think they be wild and I can't watch them no more because I just begin so mad. I oh no! Watch I watch them, and I, I, my new perspective is watch them like it's reality TV. That's it. So That's it. I have to. It's just it ha it has to be because I'm like there's no other way. There's just none. But I appreciate you taking the time. Go enjoy the rest of your day. Do what you gotta do. Um, I appreciate you coming on here and chatting with your girls. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Chatterbox. If you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to show your support by subscribing to this podcast and leaving us a review. Follow us on Instagram at the.chatterbox for teasers and updates.